Speaking of the Wellington Phoenix, what a treat to welcome in. Absolute legend of New Zealand football as far as coaching and playing. Let's not forget that. He uh, led the Wellington Phoenix to sustained success. Three straight uh, finals appearance. And I'm not sure if he'd like... I'm not sure if he's proud of this. He's the last Phoenix coach to actually have won a playoff game. It's probably been too long. I'm sure he would agree. 11 years. It was 2012 when Ricky Herbert's side last won a playoff game. The Wellington Phoenix hoping they get back to the playoff in the final season of Ufuktele. So, a coach is departing. We welcome in a former coach of the Wellington Phoenix. What a treat to have Ricky Herbert on the show. Mr. Herbert, how are you today? Morning, Dan. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Oh, we're, we're great. We're great. Um, you know, a really exciting game yesterday. Uh, two goals apiece. But I want to talk more broadly, uh, rather than that game, is the snapshot the Wellington Phoenix have had this season. They've got themselves in so many winning positions, but haven't been able to get over the line. So it's not as if you're, they're not capable of doing it. They're clearly capable, but, you know, teaching and, you know, training players to believe that they can see games out over the last 15 and 20 minutes. How difficult is that from a coaching perspective? Yeah, it's been a challenge for them, I think, this year, Dan, too. And I think, um, you know, 100% right. I think there's been multiple opportunities to, to probably have had the opportunity to finish in the top two or three this year. Um, and I think just the latter part of the season where uh, I wouldn't say pressure because they've, they've had themselves in good positions, uh, not only on the league table, but they've had the, themselves in good positions in games to sort of dominate, um, you know, run the clock down and, 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 and pick up the majority of points. But, you know, I think they will reflect back, you know, certainly leading in, hopefully leading into the, the, the playoff series again this year that, you know, teams like MacArthur, you know, Brisbane on the weekend, Melbourne victory the week before, teams that have been languishing at the bottom that have probably shown the desperation that's needed um, and, and trying to keep their seasons alive um, have probably been a little bit more affluent in, in, in getting the points and, than what the Phoenix have managed to achieve. Hey, Rick, it's Kempe, mate. What do, you, what do you put it down to? What you put your finger on when they're just not uh, converting those opportunities? You know, they had one on the weekend to win it right into extra time there um, and just couldn't get that that header into the back of the net. What's, as an ex-coach, when you're looking at it, what is the one thing you can put your finger on and say, they need to do this better? Yeah, good points, Kimby. And I think it's, you know, it's just that real focus and concentration, you know, and I think it's 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 managing games. And I think it's, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at going into finals football and I think... Um, you know the the beauty or, or, or non-beauty of, of of this code is if you position yourself well in the final series, then the opportunity to progress further is is, is there for you. And you know sometimes, you know, like leading on the weekend two one, and and um, you know other games where they've you know been prominent and 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 had their noses in front, you'd be thinking that you know just that organisation and when and whether that's something that's been you know, sort of um, taken into account, I'm sure it has, you know, through training processes that, you know, at this at this peak time of the season when results become really crucial because it positions you into a, into a better space if possible, then you would, the players would have that real clarity and understanding of this is what we need to do and this is how we need to execute it um, to maximise the points that are available. So, um, yeah, hopefully all those things, check boxes have been done and, and looked at and, and, but I guess it's been a few weeks um, where they've let things slip and slide a little bit that have made it um, you know, a little bit vulnerable. I think they'll still jump into the six, but um, yeah, it's going right down to the wire. 
Yeah, it's too close for comfort, I'm sure, from Mufatelli's uh, perspective. And, and and I guess he's a little bit concerned about the mindset of his players and, and, and them thinking it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, we're in a winning position, we won't see it out. Because I think they've dropped, you know, 25-plus points from winning positions, Ricky, which is, you know, um, you know quite alarming. Um, but if you take the half-glass-full approach, you're like, gee, we're doing so well to put ourselves in winning uh, positions, and we're dangerous. We can score. We've scored in every single game. So if they get into the playoffs and you're sort of scouting to play against the Wellington Phoenix, should, wouldn't you be a little bit concerned about playing them for their ability to hurt you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, they had the, they really do have that prowess to go forward and, 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 and hurt you, as you say, Dan. Um, and I think just that fluency, I mean, their, their, their play's been good. Um, but I think the flip side teams would be looking to think that, you know, that where that vulnerability sits, and I think it'd be good for that of to probably have been shut down a little bit earlier in the back end of the season. But, um, look, I think, you know, I, I, I honestly think they'll be in the six unless something dramatically goes wrong um, in, in the last two fixtures, which won't be easy. I think they've got Western Sydney away, which will be an interesting one yeah. Um, yeah. in their yeah. next fixture. So, you know, it could well come down to the, the last game of the season, who grabs that spot. But, um, you know, that's the beauty and, and, and the complexity of the league. But, yeah, look, going into it, I think, you know, most sides um, would be looking at it going, well, let's let's hope we don't we don't draw the Phoenix. They are a side that, that can hurt teams and have probably, you know, hurt teams throughout the season. Um, but I guess it's this back end of this, the, the year now, which has probably let their chances slide of, of you know, being in that top three and maybe getting a, a home final. You had a great sustained run. Three straight finals appearances got within a whisker of making a grand final, of course. Uh, only Ufuk Tele's got sort of, um, you know, any sort of symmetry on that. He's he's eyeing up a third finals appearance in four seasons. It will be his last. Um, I don't think any of us are surprised he's moving on. When you, when you hear the, the general manager speak, you know, for, for weeks and months about we're planning for all eventualities. Um, how do you rate knowing full well the job isn't yet complete, there's, there's obviously quite a bit of football, but, you know, in, 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 when you look at the, the job he's done over a number of years, how, how do you assess the Ufuk LA era? Yeah, look, I think it's been good, Dan. I think it's, you know, pro- probably the more pleasing part for me is he's just got on and, um, you know, developed a way that, that Ufuk wants to play. Um, and, yeah. and I think that's, that's to be... Um, has to be applauded. You know, I think he's come in. Um, he has been a guy that's made a big song and dance. I think he's just got on with his work diligently. He's, you know, he's been a manager of a club that, you know, unfortunately, like everyone in the world, has gone through some tricky times with COVID and travel and being positioned in parts of the world that, you know, predominantly with a sports team you wouldn't be. Um, and I think he's dealt with a whole range of things, you know, really professionally and he's... You know, he's been very positive. He's he's elected to to do things and make decisions. Uh, he's made he's made decisions with players, um, which I think's been you know good to see. So I think overall, I think he's you know he's had a good tenure at the club. He's he's been he's been uh, you know, very refreshing for the club, and I think he's he's brought some new ideas and entities. And you know, I'm I'm sure he'll be you know it'll be a disappointment for him to be leaving the club, but. Um, you know, it's another coach exiting and, you know, some players leaving. Um, and you'd hope, sort of moving forward, that, you know, just that consistency can stay. And I guess that consistency to retain and, 
and hold and uh, you know the better players at the football club that you know they seem to depart and leave on on, a, on an annual basis. So you know hopefully there's a bit of solidity once he moves on, who, whoever that replacement is, and potentially it's going to be somebody from within the the, the current group because it seems that the appointment is going to be made quite quickly. Yeah, let's hope it, let's hope it goes to someone on on home soil. Just Ricky, you've been there in those positions. Like, then why is Anufak Tale our uh, All Whites coach? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think um, a good point, Tony, because people have rung me a million times about it because <laughs> I had the privilege. Of, <laughs> as Dan knows, I had the privilege of doing that 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 role. And and look, I, look, I think um, you know the complexity of it. Would quite simply for me when. You know, when I was there, it was new. It was a different idea. We had a we had a number of the the national team players playing at the club, but the, but that also brought some complexity as well. Where, you know, we didn't have windows of availability. Yes. We'd be losing seven seven players to go and play international football, and and two or three of the staff leaving as well. So, there were massive issues that we had to deal with through that. So it certainly wasn't you know plain sailing or, or a really simple task to have. But, yeah, look, I think he was targeted. I mean, I don't, uh, I, I don't know the reasons, um, you know, whether it had to be a dual role and he only wanted to accept the dual role and his own football didn't. Is the complexity now of the national team bigger? I mean, my first year in the, in the role, we had one game in the year. So, you know, there probably wasn't the challenges there that there, there, there should be today when the windows are being filled and... And the competition for the national team is, you know, pretty prevalent and and, and quite active. So, um, but yeah, look, he, he he in my mind would have been an absolute, you know, front runner um, for the role and how you cut and pasted that role or made it work across both bands uh, would have been a, a very interesting conversation. But um, I, I I haven't had those conversations with anybody, so I'm a little bit in the dark myself. But it, it is a good point because. You know, he's a coach that I, I think is, you know, adjusted to to life in New Zealand well. Um, I would I would think far better than a couple that they've previously had. Yeah, that that, that is absolutely right. And you know, fr- from conversations I've had around the traps, seemed like he was very keen on the idea of uh, two roles. And it seemed like the the football club thought it was probably the be- the best and maybe only way that they would be able to keep him, as if uh, New Zealand football could help out. But uh, you know. Um, it's an interesting one, but the ship has sailed, so to speak. I, I, I do wonder, uh, Mike Rudan is not well liked for his duplicitous sort of exit. Do you think if Ufuk Tale lands with Sydney FC or Melbourne Victory, as has been rumoured, that he would, he'd get a nice reception? Phoenix fans would kind of, would be more palatable to, to um, giving him a, a nice welcome back at Sky Stadium, you'd feel, Ricky? <laughs> Oh, let's uh, let, let's let's hope so, Dan. I think it's yeah. Look, I think it's um, you, you know, if you look back over the years, I think that's what you've got to look at, and, and, and the work and effort and, and contribution that a coach has made. And um, yeah, look, I think I think he's I think he's done a good job. Um, I think you know he he probably has had opportunities to ma- to maybe have taken this team a little bit further, maybe this year. Um, and if yeah. they jump in the six, as as we say, they are going to be a team that I think can rattle the cages of most teams in the competition. So, you know, who's not to say they can't go all the way this year, but, you know, their finals position, or, or, as far as the mainstream competition concerned, I think has probably jumped out a little bit further than maybe what it should have looked like. But it's been a, but it's been a good year for him, and I think he's done, he's done a stellar job. And, 
look, I'm, sh- I'm sure the crowd will come out and, and acknowledge, you know, should he pick up another A-League team. But, uh, yeah, as you say, probably a little different to, to other people that have been there. Yeah, yeah. Ricky, great to hear your voice. Last question about the EPL. And it looks like your beloved Wolves are going to be fine in the form of uh, former Wolves player. Uh, they've won consecutive games, haven't they? Although they're probably still a little bit close to the relegation zone. But we've been having a little fun at Arsenal fans' expense. They've coughed up a two-goal lead. Um, and now it looks like it's, it's Man City's to win. I, I can't see Man City losing to Arsenal the way they're playing at the moment. Did you feel Arsenal might have just <laughs> choked it away today? Yeah, well, let's stay with the Wolves, but Dan, because I kind of like that. That, um, <laughs> that 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 they'd won two games in a row because that's quite stellar too. So um, yeah, look, I mean that's a breath of fresh air, and I think you know let's let's hope they can hang on to the rungs and and, and stay in the league yeah. like they're, they're finishing quite strong. Well, let's hope so. But yeah, look, I think it's um, look, I, I, I look, I I love the way that Arsenal have played. You know, and I think yeah. you know there, there's there's a really there's a really good story about you know the retention of a coach who's who's had some belief and you know he's put them in the Boy. framework where they've never been they've never been a front runner like that for so many years and I think testament to him and you know the character and the belief within the club um, not only in the playing staff so let let's hope they can they can make it tight and tough and go right to the wire because. You know, there's always going to be an you know, expectancy that Man City are going to be the team that will always win the league. So, you know, let's let's hope it is a, a tough title race right to the end. But, yeah, I think they have they've probably coughed up a little bit, whether that's a bit of pressure or whatever. Um, but interesting to see. But at least it's gone this far in the season. Ricky, great to hear your voice, my friend. Thanks so much for dropping by. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Pleasure, guys. Take care, Ray. Talk soon. We will do. Uh, Ricky Herbert uh, joining us on the program, the former all-white, former Wellington Phoenix coach. Really interesting thoughts as always. Um, yeah, it's nice that his former club look like they're, they're going to stay up. They are Wolverhampton Wanderers. I know. My, my brother's a big fan of Wolves too. Yeah. I know he's delighted. Simon Mayhew too, the ex-Kiwi uh, doctor. He's a mad, oh, yeah. a mad, mad Wolves uh, supporter. So there's quite a few of them around, Dan. And it's great talking to Ricky Herbert. Um, we haven't had him on for a little while. And just to get his ins insights like I for me Dan I don't know why Fictale is not the all whites coach I, I don't know the process that they've gone through to to treat the man who should be the coach the way that he has um and just to secure him because I think if they secured him earlier on he probably would have stayed don't you think at the Phoenix well football heads keep telling me oh you can't do two jobs that's a load of rubbish and my retort my retort to them is with the schedule the all whites currently have why can you not do two jobs? And no one can answer that question because they can't guarantee me a lot of games. Yeah. So maybe over a couple year period, you could have had a you know quite a decent coach uh, available to you. Um, and, and I think you're, I think you are far have a far greater chance of then luring a marquee coach who looks at New Zealand and goes, I could go to a World Cup with them in twelve months. In twelve months' time, um, I'll jump on and do that. Maybe I'm living in fantasy worlds, but but I, I, I saw real benefits to it. Now, you know, both are still on the lookout. Yeah. Because New Zealand football, you're still looking for a coach, right? You, you haven't leaked a name to New Zealand media and then not sign that person? Yeah. I know that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that wasn't <laughs> embarrassing at all, was it? No. Uh, it's 23 minutes after 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll follow that with great interest, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to catch up with Pitt Morris after this. Time to catch up the TAB. Stay with us.